You're unbelievable. No. Go, go. I wouldn't do that. No. No. What not to do? You're unbelievable. Welcome back to What Not To Do. I am your host, uh, Tristan Noel LeClaire. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, we are going to have an amazing episode today talking with Kristen Wilder. She's back and she's here to instruct us on how to dirty talk and how to talk about your fantasies with your partner and what's that all about and how do we get what we want. Um, so many questions about dirty talk. So I just was like, I'm going to make a podcast episode about it. Duh. So that is coming up and you will, your ears will be delighted, Ovs. Um, wanted to address a DM I got a lot of questions still about shadow work so I just wanted to clarify so the reason that I brought up the gay guards and the authority figure issues with authority figure last time is because it's an example of something that like is this continuing to show up in your life for example I dated this person once who he had always had a problem with his boss and, you know, and it, it always had a problem with the other manager that he worked with. And, you know, he, he would tell me that he was at the bar and, you know, some guy, he didn't like the way some guy was talking to his girlfriend. And so he stepped in and he was going to put that guy in his place. And it's like always a conflict with somebody else. And to him, he wasn't in a place yet to where he could kind of look at his life and be like, why do I keep attracting these experiences over and over and over again? But that was my point about the gate guards was that could be one thing, one instance that like kind of sparks something in you. And then it's your job to kind of look around the rest of the pieces of your life and be like, where else does this kind of energy or this kind of exchange happen? And why is it repeatedly happening in my life? Like, where did this all begin? Okay. It wasn't that I was trying to tell you that like I hate cops or whatever. It was me giving an example of like, you know, why do I press back in this way? What happened that made me feel that way? And I can tell you what mine was, but that's not really the fun now, is it? I was giving an example so that you can look at your own life and ask yourself where these patterns are raising up. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that answers that DM. Okay. So it's Valentine's Day week and Valentine's is a tricky one. I personally, even though I statistically speaking have been alone more Valentine's Days than I have been with people on Valentine's Days. Uh, I like Valentine's Day. I like an excuse to celebrate your love. I, I think what an amazing like holiday. Yeah, it's fictitious. Yeah, it was created by the candy companies. Blah, 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 blah. Like, stop. Just stop. Why can't we just have one day where we're like, I love you and you love me. And isn't that cool that we found each other? Let's celebrate our fucking love. What a concept. Same thing goes with anniversaries. If you're in a relationship with somebody, please, guys, guys, celebrate your dating anniversary when you first made it official, your wedding anniversary. Like, even if you have a cool chick that's like, I don't really care or I don't remember. It's such a cool thing to tell your lady that you remember the first time that you guys went on a date or when you became official or your wedding or whatever. Okay. Like any excuse to celebrate your love just creates more intimacy 
and it improves your relationship. And if you can also throw in a box of candy or some flowers on those days without being prompted to do so, you are winning at life. And I will tell you, this is, this is, it sounds so trivial and it sounds like it's not that big of a deal, but my marriage ended. This is one of the reasons that my marriage ended because I told him over and over and over again, like Valentine's Day, I want to celebrate Valentine's Day. I want to feel like, you know, it matters to you and that you love me. And like this day matters to me or anniversaries. And even though my ex-husband like did all the right things leading up to our marriage and we celebrated Valentine's days and he would do the cutest little things and plan these amazing dates and do these, uh, what are they called? You know, when you like put clues, different places, and then you find the clue and then like each clue like goes to another clue and it like equals a present. He would do that kind of shit. And then once we got married, it was over. And I was like, but that's what I signed up for. I signed up for the person that was doing all this cool shit on Valentine's days and anniversaries. Like, where did he go? And he'd be like, it's stupid. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to do that. It meant so much to me. More so that even after I said, like, this is something that matters to me. This is important to me. I think, I think it's so romantic. Then he still ignored that that was what, what I wanted. And that would make me feel special and loved. So you might be hearing this episode for a reason. That reason might be like, even if you think Valentine's Day is stupid, your person might not. And even if your person says they think it's stupid, you will only get points by doing something for them on this day. I really do believe that. I really do believe like even just like a simple little flower, a card. Women love cards. Men like cards too. Writing down your feelings, how you feel about somebody, like find out what their little thing is that they like and just do it. Just do it. It takes no time, barely any money, and it means something to the person. And if you want to get laid, continuing, continue to listen to this episode because it's amazing and um, you're going to have better sex, amazing sex with your partner on Valentine's Day after listening to this episode. You're welcome. Okay. Enjoy. Pleasure Maven, Living Permission Slip, Accidental Rebel, Holy Freak, and Mirror of Truth, Kristen Wilder is a transmission of unconditional love. Her specialties in erotic blueprint coaching, as well as her program Wilder Intimacy, Breakup Mojo, Devotional Kink, and Green Flag Dating, open the heart, soul, spirit, and body to deep presence and profound healing and spiritual and erotic liberation. Kristen has been holding therapeutic space for 16 years. Her lived experience of finding joy and fulfillment in life and love after being raised in a religious cult, divorce, complex PTSD, traumatic brain injury, sexual assault, and abuse are proof that no matter what you've been through, healing is possible. Welcome back to the podcast Kristen I'm so happy you're here yay thank you Tristan it's great to be back with you so your last episode was um quite popular uh I wanted to have you back on today with a specific mission Mm -hmm. seeing as you know all the things so like in Valentine's Day is obviously approaching rapidly and I have a love-hate relationship (laughs) um but instead of just like being in my bitterness and being like I'm single and alone and I don't have anyone to celebrate valentine's with I was like how can I help people that are 
um, able to experience love and intimacy on Valentine's Day have a better Valentine's Day. So I'm coming from a place of love. And one of the areas that I've kind of noticed that people ask a lot of questions about um, or that they're interested in, but they just don't quite feel confident in is fantasies, particularly figuring out what it is you like, but then also being able to communicate it to a partner, uh, you know, in a, in a way that you feel confident, confident doing, you know, and then also like dirty talk seems to be something that people really are into, but they don't quite understand how to navigate it. Absolutely. Yes. We can dive into all that. Let's give some fun to all of our, our uh, couples out there. And I think we should do a part three for single awareness day, which I also think of Valentine's for and how to spoil and, and uh, ravage yourself. What is, the, what is what is awareness day? I feel like every day in my house is single awareness day. That's what I used to call Valentine's Day when I was single. <laughs> I I feel the pain with you, and there's lots of ways we can love on ourselves as as solo people too. Uh, but we can we can focus on dirty talk, and then if we've got time, maybe we can wrap up with some self love stuff. Too. Yes. Okay. Let's do fantasies yes. and dirty talk. Let's Fantasy. give a tutorial here. I need we need dirty to know. Talk. Yes. All right. Where do you want to start? Well, first I want to start about like now before you, ha- you guys have to go back and listen to the episode if you haven't listened to it, but and I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes, but like once you kind of figure out who you are sexually and like what you kind of like, I want to know, like, f- for example, if your partner comes to you with something that maybe you're not very comfortable with, it's not even like a boundary issue. It's just because maybe you're not confident enough in yourself or you're not brave or you feel, you know, t- like it makes you feel too vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. I, what are some ways of like navigating it? If you're, if your partner wants something and you, and you are like too scared to do it with them. Yeah. Well, do you want to start with that and just go straight into tips or do you want to start with how to feel safe sharing? let's start with how to feel safe sharing because I feel like that's the gateway I do too and for a lot of us we're we're nervous to bring things up to a partner even in long-term partnerships I see this you know people will share maybe for the first time ever and they've been in a partnership for 10 or 20 years Um, so first of all why fantasies and why dirty talk and then we'll get to safety and then how to do it Um, so the reason why is because we want to continue to grow and expand as erotic beings Um, And because it's fun, dirty talk and exploring fantasies can ignite and reignite, turn on and arousal in a long-term partnership. Um, It helps expand like sexual range and feel more connected when we're vulnerable and when we're brave, when we're curious, Um, all of those things bring deeper bonding and higher excitement. Um, and it can be a way to tease and play outside the bedroom, right? Like, wow, you can juice that out for a long time with dirty sex scene or flirting. Um, and it's super fun to learn your partner's high octane turn-ons. Like I have a couple of words or phrases that my husband can use with me. And like, it is guaranteed to put me in the mood. And so it can be really empowering as a lover to experiment in this space. Um, and it can also be a shame buster when somebody who's been very conservative their whole life gets to, um, say something super raunchy that they never would have thought they would ever feel comfortable saying. And then their partner responds positively. Wow. You can feel so 
empowered and confident. Um, so actually, I do want to maybe do a trigger warning explicit talk. Like, can we do a mature audiences? Well, it's here? already, um, it's actually on the cover of the is. podcast. Okay, fantastic. So, so are, am I allowed to swear and say Please super say like, words? dick fuck cunt I don't care I like really don't care okay yeah well one of my first clients uh that started working with me she could not say body terminology words she couldn't say cock penis dick anything and so we just started practicing by herself so if someone's super shy start practicing saying words that you think are naughty and taboo write them down um and the first thing in terms of so that's, that's the why we do it. And then how to make it safe. Um, what I like to do is, is invite a conversation rather than like shock somebody right in the middle of lovemaking when you've both been really conservative and say, fuck me, use me, take me. <laughs> It'd be nice to be like, hey, babe, I'd like to try something new. Would that be okay? Yes. Getting consent is a really nice place to start. Um, and so uh, you can do that formally by setting an appointment and being like, hey, I'd like to talk about how to spice up our sex life. I'd like to play a sexy work game with you. Can we do that? Um, that would be one way to do it. And then the other one is um, just trying to describe what you're experiencing. So sometimes just as simple as, oh, it feels so good when you touch me there. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Um, can open the door, then you start noticing, how's your partner responding? Are they getting more excited with that encouragement and that praise? Then maybe you could amp it up a little bit more. Um, kind of how I've explained it in the past is just like, like uh-huh. the gate, the gateway to dirty talk for me, it was like just narrating, which sounds so silly, yes. but, it, but it's literally just narration. It's like, it's like, yeah, now you're doing this. Oh, I like it when you do this. Oh, now, you know, it's like literally narrating, which really at first, it's so funny, but it kind of, it brings me back to when I was like first learning how to do respectful parenting because they do this exercise where they tell you just to, it's called sports casting. And so like, as yes, you're, exactly. As, okay. So as your toddler's like doing something, you're supposed to be like sports casting what they're doing or sports casting their behavior. And you usually do it when it's like, they're doing like a negative behavior. And so you can kind of help them like walk through it, but somehow sports casting for my toddler, like gave me the confidence to like start dirty talking. Cause it's really yes, yes, kind yes, of yes, all yes. it is. Yes, I love teaching that. And I actually use that term because it's like, if you just do the play by play, like we just finished right. the Super Bowl in overtime, so exciting. Um, it's so fun to listen to the sportscasters get so excited about what's going on on the field. And that's what's so fun about sportscasting in bed is, oh my God, when you touch me there, oh my word, you're so hard right now. I'm so wet, whatever it is. It yes. feels so good when you're deep inside me. Yes, harder. Um, that is a great way to just start making sex more communicative verbally. So that's a great safe space to start in. Um, the second part of dirty talk is actually, um, it's not nonverbal. What's the right word to say? It's, it's about the intonation, the breath, and the sounds that you make. And so I really encourage people to learn what their authentic pleasure sounds are. Some people are really soft and breathy. Other people get really high pitched. Some people get growly. And so I like to play with like primal body sounds also. Um, And so setting time to be like, hey, I'm going to, 
I'm going to play with you and I want to growl and I want to purr and I want to moan. And um, all of this kind of thing, the sports casting, the primal sounds, um, and then starting to play with what words turn you on when it comes to body parts, when it comes to sex, when it comes to um, teasing, it builds anticipation. If you're an energetic blueprint, I'm a specialist in the erotic blueprints. We talked about that on the last yes. podcast. It can also build safety for the sensual. So we can say things like, I love you. You're so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Your skin looks gorgeous in this light. You smell so wonderful, right? So it doesn't all have to be kinky and raunchy. It can be really affirming. I feel um, so lame. And build that, safety like- there. I love the praise. <laughs> oh, well, you and I both have a little praise kink, I think. Right. <laughs> We're like, yeah, tell me how awesome. Like, I do am. not right. call me, like, please don't call me a dirty little slut. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like, I'm well educated and I'm not a slut. But, like, if you tell me good things, I'm, I'm much more likely to purr like a little kitten for you. But right. it's so funny and to me that that's some, the, oh, go ahead. some women have, like, that one switch that they, like, like to be told like negative things and another woman, you know, has another switch where it's like all positive. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. I had a, I have a note on that specific thing. Yes. So sensuals need safety and romance and love, right? Sexuals love really explicit talk. So they're going to love words like fuck and come. Um, The kinky is going to like that degradation or giving it, or they might really love teasing and taunting or giving commands or receiving them. Um, and then the shapeshifter in the erotic blueprints is gonna want lots and lots of playfulness and variety. So in starting to talk about this, I think it's great to get that permission, the, offer the invitation. And then the second thing is give yourself like a lot of grace that it might feel super awkward and give yourself that permission to not be perfect. Um, bring in laughter, know that you're trying something new and you might say something in the moment or in an experiment that is a turnoff, right? Like you just said, I do not want to be called a dirty little slut. Um, somebody else might love that. And so it's really nice to do it in this experimentation container. Hey, let's try a few things tonight and then tell me what turned you on the most. Um, It's also really important that you have empathy with each other and that you understand, you know what, we might say something and we might think it's hot and then we actually do it or we say it and it flops. That's okay. We can win some and lose some. Everything is safe here. Um, So my favorite place to start um, with, with this is, again, the invitation. And then I've got a couple of references for you or tools people yes, can use. Um, so my favorite thing is a will, want, won't list. And I'll give you an example. You can just Google it. Will, want, want won't okay. list. So you can Google that. Um, and everybody sits down individually. Each person sits down individually and writes down the things that they want. What do you want to receive? What do you want to do? What do you want to give? So a couple of examples might be, I'd like to give and receive oral sex. I'd like to get tied up and then teased with toys. Um, I'd like to learn Taoist cock and pussy massage together. Let's get some videos. I'd like to try masturbating together. So that would be your want list. Your willing to would be not as exciting for you, but something that you'd be down for if your partner was ultra into it. So it might be, I'd be willing to watch porn together. I'll show you something I think is hot. You show me something you like. 
I might be willing to have sex in the shower, let you watch me self-pleasure. Um, I might be willing to tie you up on a night when I have energy. <laughs> uh, when the kids are out of the house for a long time, maybe on a weekend. Might be willing to do anal sex with a condom and lots of foreplay, but I wouldn't be willing to do it without that. Do you hear the difference between want and willing to? Yes, yes. Cool. And then the won't. Like for you, you might say, I won't give or receive degradation. No mean talk, no slut shaming. Even if it's super hot to you, absolutely hell no for me. There's a limit, right? I mean, I feel like there's always a time for something. <laughs> yeah, and so that might be a, I'd be willing to I'm like, what would my condition. What would my right? won'ts be? I'm like, I can't really think of a won't. Maybe like nipple clamps. It's probably like... Right, so you might won't. be a won't for pain. Yeah, if you a won't for kinky, pain. You That's might what, say, yeah. "I'm a won't for pain," or "I'm an I'm a won't for anal sex without a condom." I'm a won't for fantasizing about somebody else, or somebody else might be like, "Oh yeah, I want to do those things." Right, right. So everybody makes their list independently, and you can get a template. It just Google will want won't list template. Um, use that as a starting point and add your own, and then combine your list. So I like people to first find the, the matching want-tos. We call that the low-hanging fruit, the easy wins. You both want to do this thing? Yes, let's do it. And then find the willing to and want to. Those are a little bit of more of a stretch, but a great place to explore. That's where a lot of curiosity and generosity comes into play. And what I, I encourage people is let's start with the want to on the double side, right? Everybody wants to do this. Cool. That's a great way to expand. And then if it's a really hardcore desire, like peak fantasy or, or desire to experience, and you're willing to, why not? Isn't that part of being with somebody you love? Isn't that part of being a generous, creative, you know, good giving and game kind of lover? Like, that seems like usually pretty safe. Yeah. And then you, for the, do you think go ahead. this will want, won't list, like it really doesn't matter what's how long you've been with someone or kind of what stage you are in the relationship, as long as you are at a place where you're sexually active with that person. Absolutely. In fact, it can be super fun to play with long-term partners because they go, Oh really? You would do that. You'd be willing to, mm -hmm. you want to try that. Oh my goodness. Like I did this with a couple who both had been holding themselves back uh, out of fear that their partner would judge them or feeling that their partner was more conservative than they were. And then they did this exercise and they both realized they were a lot more freaky than they thought. And it opened up galaxies of exploration for them. So this is a really safe way to explore where there's overlap, right? Like how do we expand this central part of the Venn diagram? You like these things. I like these things. We both enjoy these things in the middle. How do we grow that in the middle right. and make it bigger? And then for the won't list, it doesn't mean it's a no-go dead in the water. What it means is this needs a lot of safety. It needs a lot of communication on both sides. So First, for the won't list, like look at what the beliefs or limitations or fears might be. Like, what are you afraid might happen if X, Y, Z happen? Um, like one of mine is, please don't ever degrade me in terms of calling me fat or yeah, here, um, here, here, here. ugly, <laughs> right? Like those are pain points for me. Um, however, if someone says, I think it'd be really hot to degrade you. Like uh, this was a surprise one for me. 
my husband called me a good girl for being naughty with him one night. That's hot. He was like, you're so good at being naughty for me. You're so good at being bad. I was like, ah, <laughs> like, wow. I felt that through my entire body. Right. Um, but look what the fears and limitations might be. What is the fear? Is it that they really think you're a slut? Is it that you think you're a slut? Or is it that you've been abused in the past? And that is just like totally a no-go no matter what, right? So look at, for the, the, the partner that's a no, look at what those limiting beliefs might be. And then for the partner that really wants it, what does that provide for them? What do they get out of it? Um, like if it's so important to them, um, what do you need to be able to be willing for it? How can you meet them partway? Um, what would make you as the, the, you know, the not wanting to partner feel safer or more interested in it? Or is there another way to meet that same desire? Like, for example, I'm definitely more kinky um, than my husband. And so there's certain things that I'm like, that'd be fun. He's like, of course not. <laughs> do that. And I'm like, well, actually what I really want is just to feel safe and loved. And so like, you don't have to do all these other things. Could you tie me up instead? Could you put your hand on my throat instead? Well, yeah, awesome. And so there's ways to play in all the blueprints to achieve the product, the emotional or the physical experience you want without necessarily having it to have to be that one thing. Um, and so really getting down to the, not just you know, trying to negotiate something against someone's will, we never wanna override someone's consent ever. And if we understand what's in the way, or what would help them feel more comfortable to do part of that? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I think like I'm so analytical that even like the whole no slut or like whore thing is more like I know that I'm not. And so like as soon as you start, like not that there's anything wrong with that, like go sluts, go whores, woo. But like as soon as you were to start calling me a slut or a whore, like I would be like in reality because like I'm not those things. It's kind of almost like the equivalent of being like, you're such a hot little redhead. And I'd be like, but I'm not a redhead. <laughs> it like right. would throw me totally. Out and when I'm recalling your blueprint, I think you like more psychological kink, but yes. probably more on the praise appreciation being taken care of side not on the degradation naughty bdsm side right and so that's it's part of your makeup that's beautiful nothing wrong with it everybody's perfect right exactly as they are we're just looking for more places and more ways to play and so it's really nice to be able to say okay i'm a no for that and i'm a yes for this right so if somebody was to call you a, a you know a sex pot maybe Maybe that would be good, but slut wouldn't, right? Right. Call me a smoke show. That's like my favorite right now. Smoke show. <laughs> yeah. So you could even put down, right? Like I had a client uh, pairing do this where I was like, tell me the things you want them to say to you. Um, and so I actually just looked at those notes from their session recently uh, because of the session. Like one of my clients, she wanted to hear things like, you make my mouth water. Yeah. I'm going to kiss each inch of your body yes on your knees now right so she really liked being praised and she liked being dominated she also I, wanted I to hear I, I am her she yeah, is me yeah. okay <laughs> so she, she also wanted him to say on your knees yes now. I want you to tie me up and do naughty things to me she you know she those are things she wanted to hear and things that uh, she wanted her partner to say 
Um, and then he wanted to hear her um, urgency and desire for him. He really liked it when she got like begging and frantic. And so she, he wanted to hear things like, I want you inside me, bend me over and fuck me right now. And he wanted to be invited with phrases like, I've been such a good girl all day. Pretty, please fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Yes. <laughs> right? I um, and then this yeah, is- of like creating this list because I know in the past when I've asked people I'm with, like, obviously I, I have this conversation, but I'm like, what do you like? What do you like to hear? What do you like to be called? And a lot of times men, it's like, they'll give you one word answers, you know? And it's like, I like well, the so that's, of the lisp. Yeah. Like now I have references yeah. because hopefully our sexual encounter is going to be lasting us longer than one word worth of kink here. Like I need Amen. to work with, like, give me, give me. Yes. So a good place to start is the will want, want list. Mm-hmm. And then you can also look for the sexual communication checklist from Jaya. Um, if anybody wants to get that directly from me, um, they can um, go to my website, download my ebook and um, send me a message and I'll send that communication checklist uh, where you can go through all sorts of different phrases for each blueprint and uh, learn how to put together multiple sentences. So it actually has, I think it's 20 pages long of different prompts. Oh oh my gosh. It's like like a dirty talk tutorial, Kristen. Oh, totally. Okay. Okay. So my erotic blueprints breakthrough course that I take my clients through, it's a six month program. Um, We spend uh, two weeks on this topic and we get to practice intonation, body language, eye contact, how to send flirty, sexy texts by gifts, memes, words, sexy selfies. Um, there's lots of ways to do this. And so I spend two weeks with clients um, when they work with me, specifically working on this until it becomes embodied. Because you might be able to say, take me now. And it could sound completely ridiculous the first five times. You or just it. feels the like the more we practice, ridiculous. right? Like, the more we practice it, the safer it feels until something comes out of your mouth, like use me like a cum dumpster that you never thought you'd ever say, because all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's so hot when I say it. Or wow, look at my partner. That was like high octane jet fuel. Um, so sexual communication checklist, I'd be happy to connect people to that resource. Um, and then the final one, I wanted people to think about if they think they might be kinky and enjoy taboo power play, uh, and, or, uh, BDSM dynamics with more physiological, uh, psychological play, bdsmtest.org. So BDSM test. Dot org. It will actually give you percentages are you of saying, how kinky you are. Are you saying T-E-T, tet? Um, sorry, test. T-E-S-T. Okay, okay, got it. Yep. Yep, it's the kinky test online. Uh, what I really like about this one is it gives people who think they're, they may be into taboo a lot of ideas of what's possible and what might or might not turn them on. Now, again, you'd have to do a full erotic blueprints body mapping um, and AB games to really know if you're kinky or not um, physically. But um, the BDSM test is a great place to get ideas for fantasies if you think you might be kinky. I love so, this those are some great. ideas. And then I really like gamifying it. That's one of my go-tos is 
rather than doing it right in the heat of the moment without your partner having any idea what you're going to do. Um, that's a little bit risky <laughs> to just like, if you've never said anything to whip out some super explicit, raunchy, dirty talk. Um, and so uh, I like gamifying it by saying, hey, do you want to play a game? Let's find out which words do you like for your body parts? Like I get super turned off by the word tits for some reason. Um, I also don't <laughs> like the word dick. Uh, both seem sort of juvenile to me. And so I like breasts, boobs, um, cock, uh, penis. Those words turn me on more than titties. Uh, and so it's, it's really fun to be able to say, hey, what words do you want me to use? What words kind of fall flat for you? Um, and then setting up some sexy lab, uh, sex labs or adventure dates where you say, hey, for tonight, let's play with me being dominant with you. And I'm just going to dominate you verbally. We're not going to do anything physically. I'm just going to boss you around and tell you what I want to do to you or tell you what I want you to do with me. Um, or I'd like to play with me being submissive. Will you be in charge tonight? Let's just try it with words. And that's a great way to play with things. Or tonight, let's make it all about romance and praise and affection. Um, can we talk like that tonight? Can we just lavish each other with a love shower of words? Um, and set a small container for that so that then you get to play with it. Uh, and you get to say, how was that for you? you know, at the end, you can say, what was great about that? Was there anything that didn't work for you? Is there something you wanted more of? And make it this open space of communication. That's okay. what I got for Dirty Talk. Okay, so I have a lot of questions. Okay, one, let's just say somebody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I do want this Valentine's Day to be rocking, but yeah. I just, like, just don't feel that me and X are quite there. And mm, I've got it for you. Okay. I want to know, is there like some kind of like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not even like a sexual game or anything even related to that, but like something that kind of like breaks the ice. Yes. Before yes, you even yes. get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll teach you tonight. My favorite tool okay. for couples communication. Um, it's called a dyad. I learned this from my mentor, Jaya, and you can see it modeled in the very last episode of Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix. Uh, but a dyad is um, a formal communication exercise. So often we make the mistake of trying to have a conversation when what we really want to do is become excellent listeners. And the goal um, of facilitating deeper understanding is is what this dyad is all about. So the idea is to listen, to understand, and to make the unconscious conscious. Because a lot of us know what we know. <laughs> we all know what we know. Uh -huh. What we don't know is what we don't know. And so this is a way that we have deep inquiry in a space where our partner's totally focused on understanding us and listening to us. So I actually have a list of these and I'd be happy to email you the list I'm going to share tonight. And you could put those in the show notes too, if you'd like. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so the idea is, and we can even play this together. Yeah, if you'd like, we can, pick, we can pick some. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so basically a couple will face each other and have this understanding. We're going to do this dyad, this formal communication exercise. Our goal is to understand each other. 
not to agree. This is an information finding, affinity building, empathy rich experience. And so we use one prompt, one conversation topic, and we go multiple rounds, seven, 10, 15 times with the same prompt, answering one thing at a time. And if the listening partner understands what the speaking partner communicates, you just say thank you. And that ends one round. If the other partner talked a long time, um, you might say, summarize that. If you didn't understand what they meant, it went all the way over your head, you'd say, clarify that. And if they mumbled or you missed what they said, you just say, say it again. And then you switch speaking roles. And so I've got a list of, let's see, one, two, three. I did 11 dyad prompts for you tonight that we can, I'll, I'll send over to you for the notes. Um, and I, I listed them in increasing vulnerability. Um, and so we start with a simple prompt, like um, let's, let's um, first, let's see. Well, let's keep it on dirty talk for tonight. I'll send you an affinity building one too. Like if okay. couples are just starting to talk about sex or if they're coming from a really rocky place, we'll do an affinity building dyad. Well, sometimes people are just like on automatic pilot and yeah. they don't even, they don't even, they're not even like, Oh, like maybe one of them is, but they're not necessarily thinking that there's any issues in their relationship. They're just on automatic pilot. They haven't really been working on their intimacy because things are just going well. And like, why rock the boat kind of a thing. It's like, you, it, right. what you just said, you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know. So it's like kind of good just to kind of ease into something sometimes and see how it feels and hopefully, you know, get bravery as you continue moving forward together. Absolutely. So it's always good to start with something positive. So in the affinity building, we start with, tell me something you like about me, right? In a sexuality dyad, we might start with something like, tell me something you love about our sex life. So let's just model this together. Let's just say for you and me, since we aren't partnered <laughs> with each other, let's just say, um, and you can tell me if this prompt feels comfortable for a podcast, um, but tell me something you love about sex. And I just say, any, that I say anything. Yeah. But just first for consent, let's just check and see, does that dyad feel comfortable for you as the prompt to answer for now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So I'm going to be the listener first. Okay. So I'm just going to give you the prompt. And then here's the key for our listeners and for you. Let the question land. So I'll give you the prompt. Tell me something you love about sex. Honestly, and then you're going to take a breath. I can't even remember. I don't even know. Ah, take a breath. <laughs> and so that might be your very first answer. That's honest. I don't even remember. I, 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 I think I like the intimacy of sex. Mm, okay. So as the listener, I'm going to hear that you like the intimacy of sex. So I'm going to let that land. I'm going to feel it all the way. And when I've really absorbed it, I'll say, thank you. And then you give me the same prompt in return. Tell me what? something you love about sex. Tell me something you love about sex. Mm -hmm. It is such an escape from everything else in life. Nothing else exists but that moment. And it feels like ah, total presence. I'm taking that in. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So you have like 11 of these questions. Yeah. So we would go back and forth on that. Tell me something else you love about sex. Let's do maybe two more rounds just so people get Okay. It's the same question. Same question. Same question. Yep. Tell me something else you love about sex. Um, I like being forced to be present. Mm. Mm, thank you. Tell me something else that you like about sex. There's limitless, endless creativity. And then we go again. <laughs> and no, if, if you understood it, you just say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See, it's good that we're demonstrating this because it takes yes. a while to get the rhythm, right? Okay, okay, okay. But when you receive the thank you as the speaker, you're like, okay, they got me. Okay, whoever's wow. listening, remember to say right? thank you. We're gonna have remember to <laughs> say thank you. So here's here's the the insight or the class about the class is so often in communication uh, or in conversation, we're so busy speaking to each other. We can interrupt, we can speak over, or we're so eager to make our next point, we don't acknowledge the one that happened before. And so often we can have a long conversation about something and never feel truly heard. Yeah. So the thank you is very important. It's the thank you for the gift of your partner's truth. And it helps them feel fully witnessed and seen. And isn't that what sex is about? intimacy to be fully seen into me see so when i feel fully understood there's this deep and deeper connection right so that would be one you could start with that's a positive one something you love about our sex life right so we're starting with praise and appreciation and then if you want to feel more safe you might our next dyad prompt would be tell me something you love about my body like my husband told me the other day that he loves my knees and my elbows and That's he adorable. kisses them all the time. And I'm like, oh, you like my elbows? Really? <laughs> How sweet. Um, it makes me feel affectionate towards my elbows when somebody else loves them and I never pay attention. Uh, and so it, this is a beautiful way to build um, confidence in a lover that might feel self-conscious about their body, right? So you might even say, I love seeing your skin in the light. That might help them feel more comfortable turning on the lights in the future um, if they happen to have a lot of their own internal dialogue. Men, men listen up. Internal judge, right? Men, men listening to this episode, 46% of my audience is men. So, yes, give her <laughs> lots of praise. But, you know, men need this too. Men need appreciation and validation just as much as women do, right? So, um, start with a couple of really low risk dyads. So tell me something you love about our sex life. Tell me something you love about my body. Those are really safe places to start. We start with praise and appreciation. And I like people to set a timer for at least 10 minutes per prompt trading. Wow. We might not get to the bedroom if we're doing 10 minutes. Well, I'm, we're not going to demonstrate them all. I'm going <laughs> to no. them to you and then you can put them in the notes. But just in um, general, so then, like I always use, I like this because I always kind of use cards like with my coaching clients yeah. with questions or like when I was working on my marriage like we did have date nights where we would pull these intimacy cards and kind of and the questions going back and forth between you guys this is more specific and 
and is about your sex life specifically. But just in general, asking somebody a question and taking time to hear their answer, there's something truly intimate, intimate, intimate about that. Um, and it there's makes you feel so connected. There's something almost reverential and sacred about this practice of the diet because it brings us into a different space of openness and curiosity and tenderness towards each other. And when you ask the question and you give your partner time, they give themselves time to answer. They go deep inside and ask the question, maybe for the 10th time that they had, like they're asking it for the first time ever. They say, what do I really love about sex? Wow. I never realized this, but it's the place I feel most open and free or it's the place that I feel most accepted. Right. Um, they might not consciously answer that. They might say, cause it feels good. But if you let them go 10, 12, 15 times, you're going to get down to deep truth. Um, so that's the purpose behind a timer, 10 to 15 minutes per dyad or until you get to what we call end of thought, which is when you literally have nothing else left. And that's a beautiful space to be. That's like, okay, we're done. Either when the timer goes off or when we get to end of thought. All right. Are you ready to amp up? Yeah, let's do Let's do one more. Let's do one more. (laughs) All right. So because you had asked specifically about fantasy, um, one could be, tell me a desire that you've never fulfilled sexually. Tell me a desire you've never fulfilled sexually. Um, Or um, tell me something you think about when you self-pleasure. Shit, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me Uh something we've never done that you'd like to try. There's like a list is long. Um, I have hundreds of these, my darling. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm I'm self-conscious. I'm self-conscious of how much I have not accomplished on my want list. Um, well, and how exciting is that? I think that's amazing because there's no end to our erotic expansion. And I always tell people the best sex of your life is still ahead of you. Mine definitely is. Okay. So <laughs> yes, sister. Um, probably I would say being tied up. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things. I'm giving you time to accept my answer. <laughs> Oh, how uncomfortable you. is that silence for me? I cannot stand it. How funny is that? So that is such a good awareness too. That's one of the things I unpack with couples when we work together is which is harder for you or where do you feel stretchy? Is it answering? Are you worried about your partner's reaction? And so it's hard for you to answer honestly. Are you worried about being judged or do you feel nervous when you're hearing what they say? And waiting, like when I ask partners to start with, tell me something you like about me. Sometimes they're really scared their partner won't have anything nice to say. So notice where your edges are. And so, yes, you're like, oh, I want to know that you heard me and you accepted me. Yes. (laughs) How good it feels to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Can I ask you now? Yes, go for it. Okay, what is what was the question? <laughs> what is something? Well, well, we, I actually gave you three, so okay. let's pick one of them. Uh, like, um, let's go back. Uh, tell me a desire you've never fulfilled sexually. Tell me something you think about when you self pleasure. Okay, tell just me something. Answer, you've never answer done. one you'd of like those, woman. Answer one of those. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. 
why don't you um let's do let's have you give me the prompt um tell me something we've never done you'd like to try tell me something you've never we've never done that you'd like to try Hmm. I would like to dress up and do a role play night. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so actually so happy you said that because I had an ex who that was his thing. Mm-hmm. And that was not like, I was not into it. Yeah, felt, great. Okay, so let's talk about so when there's silly. a mismatch. Yeah, I felt like so I felt so silly. And it was like, wow, this is such a simple thing that would make this person happy. Like, why can't I get a board? And I did it. Like, of course I did it. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't like it. It was like I felt stupid, you know? And so how do you navigate something like that? Yeah. And so I think it's what's really great is to say, okay, let's break down which part didn't work for you. Did you not like the storyline? Or were you playing a character that wasn't you? Like, I don't want to pretend to be somebody I'm not. I just want to role play maybe a scenario or a situation. Like, let's pretend we're here. Um, but I still want to be me, right? Um, but I have clients who love pretending to be somebody else. They create a whole erotic persona that's completely different than they are. Um, and so it allows them to expand into spaces that are different and explore different parts of themselves. So what do you think didn't work for you about it? Was it I think the scenario was it a different character that didn't feel authentic was it a costume what was it that didn't work looking back at it I feel like maybe our communication or like our intimacy wasn't where it needed to be in order for that to be like a fun activity like I kind of just felt like a sex doll ah okay absolutely yeah and if you don't like degradation and that kind of kinky play than being objectified like that would be a total turnoff where somebody else might really be into it so in your case you could say something like I would totally love to dress up and role play with you and I really want to feel safe and connected to you so what would help me is a lot of praise and you using my name how would that feel that would would be good also I think that if it like it was made to be fun like it's not just about crucial yeah. Like it's not, just you have about, to be able to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, I, yeah. I feel like that was lacking. Like it was like the acting wasn't there. And remember the last podcast you were explaining, I don't know. You said something and it was like, I don't know if it was sensual or what you'll have to, you'll have to educate me on that. But it was like, it matters. Like the room, the sheets matter and like the temperature matters, yes. and like the door being locked matters and like all of that kind of matters. So it's kind of almost like, if I'm going to dress up like a cheerleader for you and be a slutty cheerleader, like I want a locker room element or I want, I want, I want you to also be in costume. Like, are you the football player? Okay. Like at least throw some pads on or like a Jersey. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I want, I want, I want it fully executed. Like the production value (laughs) needs to be. Love it. Yes. So (laughs) that's one condition that would help you feel safer right? So right. When you're negotiating a scene, when you're planning something out, you want it to be a hell yes for both people and have full permission to make it silly, to laugh, to have it fail spectacularly and still be a total win that you tried something new and fun, right? So you could, you could prep for it. You could say, okay, I'm going to go, 
uh, learn a cheer. I'm going to learn a fight song. I'm going to yeah, see that's get fine. a costume okay. that I feel amazing in. And I love your locker room idea, right? Like, hey, where could we go? Or what kind of setup do we need? Could we have a football game playing in the back and make sure the kids are gone for the weekend? Um, and could you join me in dressing up? Yeah, cool. Right? Like that's going to make something way more uh, mutual involvement, mutual adventure, mutual risk. Which blueprint that was it where like environment was super important? Which one was that? That's the sensual blueprint. Okay. Yes. Where it's like, okay, I do need the house picked up. I need to be showered and uh, I need a, a sound. I, I need music or I need scents or foods or whatever it might be. You might need some props to feel like you're really into it. It's funny. I do have this one fantasy that I think I've asked every boyfriend I've ever had to do this fantasy with me and they've nobody's ever done it with me. And it's so simple. And it's, I just want to go to like a hotel bar and I want to like be wearing like a really hot cocktail dress and I want to get hit on at the bar by him who's a stranger and like have him mm. actually like spit whole game at me and really pick me up and really use everything I have to like get me back to the hotel room. That is a hot fun fantasy. I love it. Like, why is this so hard? I've like literally asked everybody to do this. So I think like the one, okay, listen the up, one who is gentlemen. the one, he will do it. <laughs> listen up, gentlemen. She just gave you a key to the kingdom. <laughs> yes. To feel that initial pursuit energy again. Yeah. How hot and sexy is that? So hot. Absolutely. Wow. So I like hot. it. Thank okay. you. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, I love I love all of these tips. This has been fantastic. Um, I'm curious. How can you give us some tips, or maybe this could be our what not to do of the episode? But how do you mute that voice that's like judging you as you're trying to like if it's not your if you're not really that woman or that man that like feels comfortable giving dirty talk and you've done the research and now you're like okay now we've done this activity together I have her I know what she likes to be called I know what she likes to be heard I feel confident because I now I have the tools basically before if somebody tells me that they want to be called a slut and I'm not really comfortable calling them a slut or they've only given me one word, I'm going to run out of ammo while I'm trying to do this. But now I have a list mm-hmm. that feel good, but still there could be that voice in your head. That's kind of like judging you as you're trying to fulfill this or, or do the dirty talk. Like how do you mute that voice? Do you think it's just um, rehearsing? Practicing is great. So first I would do practice second out with yourself, practicing it in the mirror, practice it with lipstick on, practice it from different points in your body, from your throat, from your chest, from your belly, from your genitals, see how you can get grounded in your body saying those, say them while you're self-pleasuring and fantasizing about saying it with your partner and then text them, try it with some hot texting. Oh, I love this. Safe intros. I love gifts as um, intros for people that are shy verbally, because you can really have fun flirtation in writing, right? We have this gorgeous thing called smartphones. We can text each other. That can be really fun. And then in the moment, uh, there's really just this sense of experimentation and play. So like, the first time we bake bread, the first time we play a sport, we don't expect to be great at it right away. 
we know there's a learning curve. And so it's okay if it's awkward at first. Like if you know someone well enough to be naked with them, hopefully you're comfortable enough that like you can fart with them. You can queef with them. Like bodies are bodies. I'm sorry, Kristen, but so my, body, are our my body does not do those things. I have no idea. What okay. Your body is perfect. It blows <laughs> and all of that. Okay. Awesome. You're the, you're the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> um, give yourself permission to be human. Give yourself permission to not do it perfectly and to give yourself credit for trying. And also be really vulnerable with your partner, be honest and say, this is kind of scary for me. I don't know if I'm any good at this, but I want to try. That's so hard when you're first in a relationship with somebody though. It's like, you want to be that fulfilling all of their sexual fantasies. You want to be like the person that they've had the best sex of their life with. So it's so hard to transition and be like, "Mm, I'm scared of this. You know, like I, I want to be good at this, but I've never done it. I do have, I have a template that I, take my clients through when they're intimate with someone for the first time. It's called the RBDSMFA template. And one of the things we talk about, the F stands for fears. And just like we're wise enough to talk about uh, protection for pregnancy and STIs and sexual health history, if you're not comfortable talking about that with a new partner, you don't have any right having sex with them. That's my very strong, very opinionated. I will not budge from that. Um, If we're going to be having sex with people, we need to be able to have conversations about sexual safety and pregnancy prevention. I also think we need to be able to say, oh, I'm a little nervous about this thing. If we want to be intimate, why don't we start with emotional intimacy? I love it. I love, I love it. If you want to be naked with someone physically, can we be willing to be naked emotionally too? Like that should, that should happen probably first, you know, you should, you should, you should start with these like texts and these like dirty little texts and it doesn't, sexting is such great foreplay and it will lead into like dirty talk, dirty talk via sexting is is the gateway is the doorway to you being able to actually like say it to them face to face absolutely and something as simple as get home i want you can be a really nice place to start just expressing desire it doesn't have to be explicit yet right yeah and you can gently gradually build within this window of tolerance so that it feels fun and flirty rather than terrifying right um and then be willing to adjust just like we, we don't get in the car and hit cruise control and not move the steering wheel. We don't do that in the bedroom either. We want to adjust to ourselves and to our partners. And you might be super in the mood for some super horny, explicit talk when you're ovulating. And then a week and a half later, you're needing lots of affirmation and care and tenderness. And so be willing to flow. Like sex is a flow state, right? It's a, it's a place of peak performance and total embodiment when we can get out of our heads and so that takes practice self-compassion courageousness curiosity and giving yourself so much grace so much grace i mean i i tell people all the time like sex is natural absolutely it is right if you're on the desert island with one other person you're remotely attracted to each other it's gonna happen it's a biological need love making is an art And we can't expect to just come out of the gate good at it, especially if we've been in one relationship for a long time. We tend to enter into this like, okay, this is what we know works and we can get in a rut. And so 
consciously choosing to expand and try new things is what keeps that erotic fire lit and not just smoldering, but blazing. Yeah. And continuing to like seek the answers. If you don't, that's why I love that. That's why I, well, I love doing this podcast with you because I'm hoping that actually does help people realize that there's not, there's a learning curve and there's not really a wrong. And you just yeah. being, like, being like, gosh, I really, I know that my, my chick or my dude is really into dirty talk, but it's not something that I'm super confident with. Like, okay, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to educate myself on it. I'm going to like do the research. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get past my own self and my own in- insecurities and figure this shit out because I care about this relationship. And I, you know, it's like, yeah, like the one thing not to do is to give up trying. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Yeah, don't. Keep learning. What you want to do is keep learning. Like you could try Dipsy. They do these erotic I talk about Dipsy it's all the app. time. I okay. talk about Dipsy all the time. That's a great place time. to learn. Oh my gosh. That you're so right. Okay. I talk about them all the time. It's all, it's audio porn. It's what I, Kristen, that's my porn. Okay. Yeah. Audio erotica is very popular with women and it's a great place to learn dirty talk. It's I'm like Dipsy, please listen to this. Be my sponsor. Want. Why can't Dipsy be my sponsor? I would like to I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on so Dipsy. Use code. Use code. What not to? No, don't. They'll be like, what code yeah. is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guys. Like this Kristen and Tristan combo here. It's so fun talking. It is to amazing. You. Like for you're inviting me. You're my. You're my first person that I've ever had back. And I'm sure you'll be back again, hopefully, because <laughs> um, I just honor. love talking to you so much. You're just a wealth of knowledge and you're just so confident and you just create just a good space to kind of talk about this kind of thing, which is can be uncomfortable like, to be this vulnerable, you know, and it's just you, you, you have such a good energy about you and just make me feel so safe talking about it. And I hope that other people will be like, you know what, that Kristen's on to something. I'm going to reach out to her and she can help me with this. Or I have questions. I'm going to go on her website because you, you are just a plethora of knowledge. Well, thank you. I love helping people and it's fun. Yeah. Okay, guys, you heard it. You you heard what Kristen had to say. Hopefully you feel like you have the tools to make this Valentine's Day an awesome Valentine's Day. Start with a nice little dinner, some candlelight, maybe a bath. Do these questions and then make your make your list. Make your list and act on them because I am not going to be doing it and I need you to do it. And everybody have amazing sex this Valentine's Day. For those of us that are not, okay? Um, I'm having happy single awareness day. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's what I used to call okay. it. Yes, <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Kristen. Have a great night. Thank you. Okay. Bye. You're unbelievable. This has been the What Not To Do podcast. To keep up with the latest podcast news, follow along on our Instagram page at What Not To Do PC. Be a doll, would you? Don't forget to like, follow, and share this podcast. You're unbelievable.